0: Hello, welcome back to the Chattahoochee Podcast, episode twenty-five. Heel toe dosey <laughs> do Come on, Caleb, let's go boot scooting. Can we? <laughs> it's the uh, the episode that I know we have been impatiently waiting for for I mean over a year now. For our whole lives. Yep. I mean, I was. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting my whole life to tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> it's the story I was born to tell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I would even uh, argue that this is, um, Brooks and Dunn may be one of, if not, um, I don't know, at least top two reasons that we decided to start this podcast. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, for them and Alan Jackson, I mean, we were already having these conversations for years, years anyway. Years, so years, yeah. Why not do what everybody else did in uh, 2020 and start a podcast about and it? You know,
1: it only seemed fitting. You know,
0: <laughs> uh, I'm I'm excited for this. Episode. I'm a little nervous. Very nervous. I'm this, a little nervous.
1: This is. I know we've said it multiple times. Like, oh, it was hard to make this list. No, none of those lists have came close to how hard it was to make this one. Like, stands alone. Yeah, for I, real. Uh, an hour prior prior to recording i had just finished up putting my tracks where i thought i wanted them and then tomorrow morning who knows i may have regrets i hope not i
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll probably be in the same boat i finished mine up a couple of days ago but um that was after we got the opportunity to catch them in concert which we will get to at a you know down the road here a few minutes yeah. but um yeah, I had to do a lot of switching, you know, a lot of sweating, a lot of praying. Just- <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, same. That's why I was holding out for the, the live show because I knew if I did it beforehand that everything on my list was going to bounce around comparatively yeah. to where it was before.
0: And the same thing happened with, like, the Alan Jackson episode, episode one. If you guys haven't heard that, go back and, you know, start yeah. from start from where we started, you know. You Maybe know. we should hit a reboot on that one. I feel like I could. Yeah. I feel
1: like I made some mistakes. I feel yeah. like I let. I feel like I let you down, cardboard, AJ.
0: <laughs> He's looking in yeah. disdain across the room.
1: He's already upset because <laughs> on this Brooks and Dunn episode, they're a duo that has a lot of hits. So, you know, we we put in for some permits and we've got to prove that we'll uh, typically have five top tracks <laughs> and three honorable mentions. Well, for this occasion and how difficult it was, we have five honorable mentions and five top tracks. He didn't want to sign the papers.
0: His hands hey, were tied, uh, though, You know. Yeah. it's
1: why you boys do that for me? And <laughs> we we
0: ran. In retrospect, maybe we should have. But yeah, you know, at some point, I'm sure we will. We I guarantee that we could do an Allen Reloaded. Yeah. And I'll, just pick I'd love a to whole just do
1: some like B side episodes or something like pick yeah. out some
0: tracks that aren't singles that we love. Because there's going to be some uh, some tracks that we leave out today that. I'm I'm not happy about, but what can you do?
1: Yeah, it's going to hurt me. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt all y'all. But it's what you know. Make make your list. Let us know what I want to know. What you had to leave off and how much it hurt you because
0: it's not easy. This is this is this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. (laughs) I'm still hurting from the last time. (laughs) (laughs) Man, episode twenty five. This feels this 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 this, this. lined up perfectly with this episode you know it was meant to be it feels like a uh a milestone but um yeah if you guys are listening to this on the day that it premieres it is Monday June 27th Caleb would you like to talk about what happened in um country music history on this day I think I would uh first of all um happy birthday to my mother oh happy birthday happy birthday it's her it's her birthday she won't hear this because she still hasn't figured it out yet. But she will one of these yeah. days. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mom. I thought going to be like, Uncle Cracker again. <laughs> Uncle Cracker.
1: <laughs> Pat Green today just turns out awful suspicious,
0: huh? Huh. <laughs> I'm connecting the dots slowly with Shirley. I'm never letting go of that theory.
1: <laughs> I'll push it on you like a wave on wave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. All right. June 27th. Okay. Uh, back in 1959, born on this day in Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. was Lori Morgan. Wow. Lori scored the eight, 1989 single Trainwreck of Emotion and since then has charted more than 25 singles on the Billboard Hot Country Hits, including three number ones. Five minutes. You got five minutes. Mm-hmm. What part of know, and I didn't know my own strength, Morgan has been married to three different country singers, Keith Whitley, John Randall, and Sammy, Sammy Kershaw. Kershaw. <laughs> That's crazy, is it? Yep. That's crazy. Um, I would have to say my favorite, or my personal favorite of hers is uh, Good As I Was To You. That is oh, good, man. yeah. When that chorus, oh, man good as I was to you. That's good. That's good stuff.
1: Yeah, she doesn't like chicken fried steaks after all. <laughs> oh, man.
0: All uh, right, 1962, Hank Snow recorded I've Been Everywhere at legendary RCA Studio B in Nashville. song was, which was written by Australian country singer Jeff Mack in 1959 was also made popular by Lucky Star in sixty two and has been covered by Lynn Anderson, Asleep at the Wheel, and Johnny Cash. Uh I I would say a lot, if not most, people know the song from Johnny Cash's version, yeah. you know. I've been everywhere.
1: What a songwriting feat I feel like that song
0: must have been <laughs> to put together. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs>
1: it's
0: a lot happening in there. There's some good rhymes in there too. Yeah. Like, geez, that's some mental gymnastics getting through now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's a geography lesson. Sitting down with a map of the United States (laughs) and just picking cities, It's Just, like, play it on YouTube at, like, half speed so I can, like, actually find it on the globe. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. where's it at? Where's it at? (laughs) (laughs) He has been everywhere. He's not (laughs) lying. Checks out. Turns out he he has. Indeed. (laughs) 1977, uh, here's a personal favorite of mine also. Waylon Jennings was at number one. No surprise there. On the country chart with Luke and Bot, Texas. I had a feeling that was the one you were going yep, to say. Yep, Back to the basics of love. Released at the height of the outlaw country movement from his hit album, Old Waylon, the song was written by Chips Moman and Bobby Emmons. Man, what a what a song. It's an awesome song.
1: It is. Also, man, it, and the lyrics and that are so good. Man, it's just, it's one you can't, Cannot sing along to yeah every time,
0: yeah for sure. This is one that um reminds me of my childhood growing up. This is one like that my uncles and dad like when they would get together and play guitars. That was one of their go to songs, looking Texas." <laughs> I bet that was good. Oh, it was. <laughs> it was. There was a um some years ago there was a Waylon tribute thing that came out, and um. Eric Church covered it. Mm-hmm. He butchered the lyrics. Oh, really? Oh, man. It made me feel bad. <laughs> it, it gave me bad feelings. I, I mean, I like Eric Church, okay. Like, like some of his records, anyway, you know. And then I heard that. I was like, oh, man, I mean, come on. Like, I feel like you should know this. You should know. <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> All right we we got to talk about this next one. 1992. oh Yeah, I mean, we're hitting our wheelhouse here. Yep. Billy Ray Cyrus was at number one <laughs> on the U.S. country music chart with his breakthrough hit, Achy Breaky Heart, written by <laughs> Don Von Tress, and it was originally titled Don't Tell My Heart, which I didn't know, and uh, it was recorded by the Marcy Brothers in 91. The song obviously would end up being named Achy Breaky Heart, in the U.S., and um, it became a crossover hit on the pop and country radio. As we all know, it peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100, (sighs) topped the Hot Country Singles and Tracks chart, and, okay, you might not like this. It became the first country single to be uh, certified platinum since Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton's Islands in the Stream in 83. Isn't it crazy? I, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I don't I, either. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm, I really don't know how I feel about the song still. I mean, I kind of think I might like it, but I also think it might be his fault that country, as we know it. Yeah. You know, like, there's portions
1: <laughs> I like, and then there's times when I just hear them say achy, breaky, and I'm just like, man, y'all got real lazy that day, didn't you? <laughs> like, you weren't, you weren't really trying that hard. <laughs> don't
0: do my- and it was I guess a lot of a lot of the country purists, you know, did not love his whole vibe, you know, with the cut off sleeves and the um basketball shoes and stuff like that. Yeah. Dancing around and stuff like that. That wasn't really I mean, that that was a pretty different thing in ninety two, you know. <laughs> in the, yeah, for sure. Hey, late nineties, not so much, not so different. But um I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about it.
1: He had some dad vibes even before he was ever a dad, though. Just in his <laughs> <Yeah>. general appearance.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, um, this is, gosh, 2006, 2007, something like that. I was at a show.
1: Molly Sauer's show?
0: Well, <laughs> close. <laughs> I was at a uh, like a Motion City soundtrack and Amberlin show. Mm-hmm. and uh there was a band that some of you guys from that era might remember for a hot minute there called Metro Station,
1: oh terrible yeah.
0: band, yeah, they opened terrible show it was so <laughs> well, the thing is like his he has a son named Trey Cyrus that mm-hmm. played guitar in that band, yeah, it was just not good it was bad dude. not good it was it was bad, and then they you know they would go on to blow up and have like a couple big hits and i I guess they quit i don't know what happened i feel like (laughs) i don't know what it
1: was about that era in that genre of music around that like 2006 2010 that we consumed but yeah man everybody had a very short shelf life where there was just so many acts coming out i felt like nobody really made it that long
0: yeah it was weird because there was way like a ton of bands like, I mean, just think about, like, in in this area, like, not only in, like, Chapmanville, Logan, but in, like, Charleston area, Huntington area, like, there was a lot of bands. Yeah, there was. And, like, there was it, a lot of shows at that time. Yeah, and shows around here are a pretty rare thing anymore because yeah. there's no bands. There's, there's no not. artists to play those, you know? It, yeah, it, it was a strange time because, like yeah, you've got all these bands that are competing and stuff like that and all these artists, but at the same time, like the entire record industry was collapsing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like the way people consume music completely changed during that time. So, I mean, I guess it's no wonder that um, only, you know, only the few here and there survived, but man, what a weird time. (laughs) What a weird, weird time.
1: You feel hear us dive into the pop punk era that is 2006 to 2012 or so. You know, let us know in yeah, the comments.
0: Let, let us know. We'll let you know our favorites and least favorites, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay, speaking of, let me rabbit trail for a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, I never got super into my Chemical Romance. Have I talked about this yet? I don't think so. Okay, I never got super into. Them. I mean, there was a track here and there that was, you know, pretty good. But um okay, they have a song that came out that was I guess pretty big called Teenagers. Remember that? Yeah. I think it's a country song. I think they slipped in a uh <laughs> I think they <laughs> slipped in a Tim McGraw esque oh. country song <clears throat> on Fuse T V on Stephen's untitled rock show and we were none the wiser.
1: You know, they may have now. I'm, all I can hear now is I'm trying to hear what,
0: think of what it would sound like if I heard Tim McGraw sing "Teenagers." The riffs, all throughout the song, even down to like the guitar solo, it sounds like something that that the guitarist would have worked like if when he was working through. I like it, I love it. It's like yeah. the same vibes as You're I very like it. I yeah, love it. somebody do a mashup of those two songs real quick, please. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure they uh, they're like, yeah, nobody will know. <laughs> nobody will know. <laughs> All right, that's a good connection. I like that one. <laughs> we'll listen to it after this, and uh, you can see for yourself. All right, I got one more for you. In 1994. We've talked about this in the past as well. Common thread. Songs of the Eagles went triple platinum. The tribute album to the American rock band The Eagles features Clint Black, Alan Jackson, yeah. Travis Tritt, Little Texas, John Anderson, Tanya Tucker, Vince Gill, Billy Dean, you know Billy the Kid, you remember that yeah. song? Diamond Rio, Trisha Yearwood, Brooks & Dunn, and Lori Morgan. Yeah, still not on Spotify.
1: I, I was getting ready to say like if anyone out there has uh i don't know if it's an eight track if it's a cassette <laughs> if it's a cd like if you got an extra one can we have one because Please. i would love to have a copy of that
0: yes what was the uh the brooks and dunn track on there is something random like against the wind or something like that maybe oh, no wait
1: uh i have to know i'm gonna come back to it before we end this episode because i want to <laughs> i'll have to know now
0: yeah yeah we talked about how uh Travis Tritt saved uh, saved the Eagles career and brought them back out of retirement. He got the band back together. <laughs> it was him. Y'all need to stop and think Travis. <laughs> he was just taking it easy and and next thing that you know, here here we are there. I guess they're still still playing in 2022. <laughs> All right, well that's your country music history of June 27th.
1: And by the way, it was Brooks and Dunn, "Best of My Love." Oh,
0: wow. against the winds, Bob Seger. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> big Eagles guy, obviously. <laughs> 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 I like that their, their song "Stairway to Heaven." <laughs> <That one>. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to hear them do "Against the Wind," though. Yeah. They do on, um, ooh, on the King ooh, of the Hill the King soundtrack. Of the Hill, yeah. yeah, okay, that's why. That's why I'm making that connection. Okay, I'm gonna sidebar that for. <laughs> we should sidebar
1: that for a future next time we do newer than nineties.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's some pretty good tracks on there. There's a lot of good stuff on that. <laughs> oh man, I need to go back and listen to that. It's been a minute. So not
1: just <sighs> just a few days ago, very few days ago, we were. Fortunate enough, after waiting our entire lives, that Brooks and Dunn came to town, and we went,
0: and we saw, and it was awesome. Oh my gosh, it was so good! Mm. Top three, maybe top two, greatest Uh, yeah concert show anything that I've ever witnessed in my life.
1: I think that definitely my top two of a lot of people I've seen is going to have to be um, Brooks and Dunn and garth brooks
0: yeah the only the
1: only way i think that the brooks and Dunn experience could have been better is if they just played for like another hour and a half
0: yeah just play because they have
1: such a catalog (laughs) that you like you want you want to hear it all
0: yes yes for real and they did play and you know spoiler alert we're going to be telling you the a lot of their set list as we talk yeah. about this. So if you plan on going to see the show, it won't ruin it for you yeah. because it's you know it's just amazing. Maybe but throw
1: up some earmuffs for a minute. Save yourself if you don't want, <laughs> if you don't want to know.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to tell you to fast forward through the show because they w- want you to listen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but we're going to be talking about some some set list yeah. choices. But man, what a show! Yeah, they were. Everything that we had hoped they would be, you know, and I think they still kind of, I mean, they're obviously older now. They're, like, I guess, like 60 and 58 or something like that, but, man, the it's a high-energy show from yeah. top to bottom. Truly, you could tell
1: within, like, halfway through the first song that, like, everything you've seen on... <laughs> in video up at this point until seeing them live that they are masters of their craft like, yes they have put in the hours they are yeah certified masters of what they do man they're just impressive
0: yeah their vocals are still stand up and they're outstanding performers they yeah. can play their band was phenomenal like, yeah their band was just great like especially like their drummer like, yeah golly that dude was doing some... What a fun <laughs> job he's got. Yeah. He had a gong. He had a gong. And he used it. And he used it. <laughs> and kicks used it. And it was awesome. <laughs> Were there any songs that they played that, uh, number one, that you didn't expect, or number two, that you didn't like beforehand?
1: I really did not expect to get to hear Honky Talk Truth. That was a... And I was so excited. That was, like, their third song. So, like, they were really trying to wind everybody up. Yeah. They... I can't... What did they play at the very first?
0: They opened with Brand New Man. Yeah. Which I was hoping they would. Which,
1: yeah, was was our guest on the opener. And then the one I didn't expect was they followed that up with uh, Mama Don't Get Dressed Up for Nothing was the second one.
0: Yeah. I think so. It was right in there with the Put a Girl in It. Which they played well and everything still not my favorite song
1: yeah like it's a a good song just not not in my top tracks for sure
0: i i didn't think they would play mama don't get dressed up for nothing
1: i didn't either at first but then like in retrospect after the show thinking about it it kind of makes sense just for like a live setting and getting there because like let me tell you when they played that song like (laughs) there were some moms in the crowd oh yeah and they were they were getting (laughs) wild they were, hey, were feeling the environment. They dressed
0: up for nothing. No. No. <laughs> Got dressed up for Artie and Kix. <laughs> and also, if you didn't know, Kix Brooks is a slamming harmonica player. Amazing, yeah. He took, he took a lot of uh, liberties there. And he took a lot of uh, moments in their set to just jam on that thing. And he's fantastic at it. Yeah. I mean, I know he played it. But I didn't know he was like like a savant of the harmonica. he you know? just picked her up in shreds, holy cow, man, um, opinions on openers well, uh okay, Tennille Towns played moving right along um <laughs> Scotty McCreary played, moving right along, <laughs> yeah, like they're uh talented people, but
1: I think that also what for Tennille Towns, what didn't play in her favor is that she was the first opener and there was, nobody was really in there yet in the venue seated. And I've always thought that that venue has, unless it's a full venue, I don't think the acoustics in there are very good.
0: Yeah. Her, her.
1: It just kind of of bounces around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She had some rough moments in that live mix. Like, like it was like her vocals were like super loud, but also like not articulate at all, you know? Yeah. And then like there was like random stuff that was like way loud, like like the cymbals, and like they had like some acoustic like track and stuff that was like overly loud. Like, yeah, eey, man. Eey, so not all that is you know her fault. Band was good. Yeah. yeah, very talented. Yeah, the band was good. Scotty McCreary's band was great. He's yeah. a good singer. He's just
1: the, I guess the songs he writes or the yeah. music he puts out is just not maybe for me, but. Right. It right. was, for me, I found it so forgettable that I had to look up his name again today because I just didn't, I honestly didn't remember.
0: I was like, who was Johnny. he?
1: Johnny, Johnny, John Jacob Jingle, <laughs> Hunter Schmidt.
0: Now, he did have a segment, and I feel like that that was probably kind of formulated to play to be. I guess a little more relevant on this tour. Yeah. Because it's obviously a lot of 90s country fans in there, you know? Yeah. But he played, like, a whole section his set. It was a pretty long set. But anyway, he played a... Um... <laughs> well,
1: oh, too long for me for waiting on bricks <laughs> yeah. and
0: then, Yeah. Yeah, he was... Um, well, they, they played, like, a string of songs. And it, it was almost like snippets of songs. It wasn't, like, front-to-back song. But it was, like, a classic country section. And had he done that the entire time that would have been fantastic
1: that was awesome y'all cuz he did like uh what Randy Travis forever and Every man yeah uh um, Grundy County auction Grundy County and listen let me tell you i never have I ever experienced this or known but like how what how many people that that venue houses <laughs> Hearing that many people sing Grundy County Auction in unison together is one of the most beautiful things yeah. I've ever heard in my whole life. That was I never knew it would be beautiful, but it was it was amazing.
0: It was good. That was cool. He did uh, "Hello, Darling," which is cool because he has like the, the ability to do like the low voice kind yeah. of thing. You know, He's that's all I remembered about him before that moment. You know that yeah. he did like the low voice thing. But yeah, they did. Um, Check yes or no, which was good. Yeah. You know, nice nod to George Strait. He's got I guess he's got like that that newer song about George Strait songs or something like that. But um yeah, they they did that. There's there's some good ones in there. Well at least going past the day that we'll be past the
1: era of <clears throat> Bricks and Dunn in this series. But i you know, I think we were so um anxious about doing this episode and sad about doing it because after it happens, it's happened. Yeah. But we still got King George. That's a, that's true. a plus. That's true. That's
0: another pillar yeah. of country music. Yes. Yeah, that's that gives us something to look forward to. <laughs> Our lives aren't meaningless after all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... Um, so the opening... Uh, I guess the opening band's we were just really it, it i don't think it would have unless it was another 90s country favorite of ours i don't think we would have liked pretty much anybody yeah that much because we were just so anxious for the the main event you know
1: literally since I'm like i was 4 or 5 years old and heard Bricks and Dunn for the first time be like well this would be cool to go to
0: yeah yeah and everything that you've <laughs> seen on tv and like growing up and music videos it's well, these guys they are, cool. are that in yeah. real life still yet yeah 30 years later you know gosh they're were so good they had um this jagged giga- like their stage like setup and lighting and stuff like that i usually don't like even care that much about like the production side of it you know but like they had this gigantic led screen like behind the stage <laughs> and it was awesome <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> It was so awesome. Listen, if if y'all have been to the show,
1: <laughs> when they do Neon Moon, no more there, you know they're going to play Neon <laughs> oh, yeah, Moon. Obviously. But it's just like a scenic mountainscape at night. And then they like impose uh, Ronnie's face over <laughs> that. And to oh, me, I just couldn't gosh. get past it. I feel like he looked like Mufasa <laughs> forming in the
0: sky. In the talking stars. to Simba, yeah. Just singing neon moon to yeah. see. <laughs> it was a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful yeah. sight. Was everything <laughs> you ever wanted? It and it, that was that was so cool. And like every background had like something to do, kind of like with like, it like coincided with whatever songs they were doing, stuff like that. It was it was an experience, you know. Yeah. Like they had. On a few songs, they had, like, this outline of, a like, a cowboy. Like, you could see his hat and stuff like that. Like, this is just the coolest. This yeah. is the absolute coolest.
1: <laughs> I never will forget.
0: I was not a huge fan. And I guess still not. Like, if I would just go to listen to Play Something Country. Mm-hmm. But daggone, they rocked that song. It really did, In a yeah. live setting, I enjoyed that thoroughly, you know? It works well for live setting because everybody was feeling it. Great. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like, uh, like you were talking about Grundy County Auction, hearing everybody in the whole place go, Ah,
2: Ooh.
0: <laughs> it was cool. That was good. Yeah, one of the
1: post-90s songs that I was weirdly hoping for and didn't get was Hillbilly Deluxe. How? Hell- I- Never liked that song initially when it came out, but yeah. over the years, I don't know what it is, but it's just, it's got a hold of me.
0: Well, do you remember when we would play the, uh, that country track pack on Rock Band at our apartment? <laughs> That's, That's probably song it. Was on there. That's
1: probably it, yeah.
0: <laughs> we need Rock Band again. So, in that yes. same country track pack, <laughs> they, um, they surprised me with how good, um, We'll burn that bridge when we get there. Was oh, that was live. wonderful! Holy cow! Like that's another one. Like I don't, I didn't really expect them to play. Mm-hmm. But dag they that was awesome. Oh, bang,
1: bang. The solo and that's so good too.
0: they' both of their guitarists were fantastic. The steel dude, like well, he had like the actual like pedal steel. Then he had the steel that like he just walked around with a slide all over the stage and played. Yeah that was cool. That was really cool to see. They, um, have, I don't know. I, I hope that their guitar techs, stage techs are, um, getting paid a pretty penny and I'm sure they are, Mm -hmm. but, um, just to keep track of all the guitar changes, instrument changes between songs. There's a lot of guitars on stage and a (laughs) lot (laughs) switching back and forth, you know?
1: Packing around the six figures and guitars everywhere they go.
0: For real. Of course, uh, Kix played um, what I'm pretty sure is the uh, the Buck Owens signature telly, the red, white, and blue one on uh, Only in America. That's yeah. the only song he played it on, and I guarantee he <laughs> brings it on tour for yeah, that. definitely. And I don't blame him at all. That's awesome.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, what a show. Well, do you uh, want to get into the history that is the duo of
0: Brooks and Dunn? Yeah, let's do that. I'm excited about it.
1: Well, before the country music powerhouse known as Brooks and Dunn came to be, uh, both artists would kind of struggle on their own to get footing in the country music industry. Uh, As we know him as Ronnie Eugene Dunn, born in 1953 and raised by parents that he described as Uh, a hot-tempered hot honky-tonk for a father and a Bible-toting Baptist for a mother, he would find favor in both worlds and end up attending Abilene Christian College in Texas as a seminary student. But once administrators kind of caught wind that he was spending his free times playing in bars and honky-tonks, he was kind of met with a choice or ultimatum of like, you can't do this and that. Right. And he kind of chose to step away and pursue his music more so
0: that's like the, the Willie Nelson route. Like he was doing, he had the, like a similar story. He was playing like these honky tonks and stuff like that. But then he was also teaching Sunday school at this church. Well, they told him he wasn't allowed to do that anymore. So, uh, you know, years down the road, he just bought the church. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'll, I'll teach Sunday school whenever I want. Evan. I'm Willie Nelson.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, after that issue or confrontation, Ronnie would, uh, pick up and leave college and relocate to Oklahoma where he started making the rounds and local honky tonks. And within a matter of time, a local organizer by the name of Jim Halsey uh, found out about Ronnie and signed him to an independent label by the name of Churchill records. And uh, Ronnie Dunn would release several singles, but wasn't catching the traction that he was hoping for just yet. And 98 or sorry, 1988, however, um, it would start to look up for him as he entered and won the Marlboro talent search competition. And then shortly after picked up and moved to Nashville.
0: I'd love to have like a t-shirt from that. I, mean, that's some, <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I can see why growing up,
1: everybody in my life smoked. I was like, cause look at the branding <laughs> like, yeah. really
0: appealed. They got them. They pulled them in. <laughs> Mamaw won you a new jacket. Look at Mamaw's Marlboro windbreaker. It's <laughs> so nice. <laughs> We had a uh, somebody had given us a uh, a morale war. That's still really hard for me to say. No. All these years later, it's still difficult. But a um, a hammock that used to hang <laughs> yeah. up in my dad's barn. It was cool. <laughs> All right, you want to talk about kicks a little bit? Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Meanwhile, born in 1955 in Louisiana, was um, none other than Leon Eric. Brooks the third. You know. we you know him as Kicks. Kicks. But uh okay, so his rowdy nature, even while he was in the womb, would earn him the nickname Kicks before he ever came into the world. That's just setting a kid up for success, you yep. know. If you give him a cool nickname with an X in it He's before do they're six. even born. What the heck, man? So uh kicks truly lived the words of hard working man. He took a heavy interest into music and songwriting pretty early in life, and he pursued that interest while also graduating from Sewanee Military School. And he uh, he attended Louisiana Tech University as a theater and arts major and um, also spent a summer in Alaska working with his dad on an oil pipeline and made the rounds in bars and honky-tonks in Louisiana. Talk about a full plate. <laughs> yeah. He's like, also, I'm going to be an old man like uh, <laughs> like Toby Keith. <laughs> Get well soon, Toby. Get well soon. So um, with the support and push from his, his dad to pursue his dreams, Kix would pick up and move to Nashville. He began writing songs at Tree Publishing. And um, is that the ones that uh, Leanne Womack mm-hmm. was also? Yeah. Okay, okay. We
1: just mentioned uh, last episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he would, um, he even co wrote a hit with the nitty gritty dirt band, Modern Day Romance. And in 1989, he would record a self titled solo album, but it didn't resonate the way he had hoped. The following year, however, the tides would turn for two struggling solo artists Tim Dubois, the head of he was the head over the newly formed Arista records thought the two artists shared some similarities in their songwriting.
1: Yeah. So he, um, encouraged Ronnie and kicks to, you know, tried to pitch him on a duo said, Hey, take a few days, get together, write some songs, see how it goes. And in that few days, they put together brand new man and my next broken heart. Wow. Just just a few days, no big deal. Just iconic songs of the era.
0: Yeah. Yeah, in just like a couple days' time.
1: Yeah. So with their new form connection, uh, in June of 91, the following year, that would become their first number one hit. And two months later, (laughs) they would release their debut album, which could contain four consecutive number one hits.
0: That's crazy. That is so crazy.
1: They were the first duo or group, to have their first four singles all be number ones, ever. And we're talking about them coming onto the scene just as the Judds are leaving the scene as the top country music duo.
0: Right, right. So, wow. And, you know, Brooks and Dunn, they held that title for, I don't even know how many years. But, I mean, that's just like a given, you know. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'd seen in one of their um, interviews where they were talking about it, kind of how, like, they both obviously were very talented individuals, but at the time, I guess like, uh, Arista Records was kind of like you know we need we need one of everything. They'd they'd sign Pam Tillis, they'd mm-hmm. sign Diamond Rio, so they had mm, a very talented lady artist. They had a band. They just signed Alan Jackson. They had their you know boy hip, boy wonder uh, to forefront for their male artist, and they were looking for a duo. And they kind of realized that there was like, hey, there's a there's a space to be filled. The Judds yeah. are just did their farewell tour. Right? How are you, what do y'all think about doing this? And man, talk <laughs> about just being like these two guys kind of right right similar. I think that they'd be paired well together. And then just <laughs> you think yeah. putting that magic together and watching yeah. it blossom.
0: Dang that that dude deserves a lot of credit for making that happen. Yeah. So <laughs> hear me out. I got a crazy idea. Like that's what all want on my tombstone. If I'm that dude, you know. Got Brooks and Dunn together. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, world. <laughs> 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 Man. So, um, you guys know how in past episodes, we have, um we've kind of written little stories in our mind and connected songs that, uh, you know, aren't um, so much connected, but uh, we kind of... Imagine them together or one story coinciding with another. And Caleb had a fantastic idea. Why don't we take Neon Moon and, um, you know, see what happened to land Ronnie in this rundown bar. Yeah. And then what happens after? Yeah. And a little world building, moon. you know, within the yeah. bricks and Dunn universe. <laughs> Ever since he uh, he sent me this idea, I've been excited because I love these. these yeah, are so much it's, fun. It's for me.
1: really cool and fun, and there's with <laughs> artists like them that just have a plethora of songs to pick from. Like you can really whatever you want the story to be. Yeah. You can you can make it happen.
0: Uh, I've got a question for you. Did you stick with Brooks and Dunn songs, or did you branch out?
1: I chose to stick with Brooks and Dunn songs. Same.
0: No. Yeah. Same.
1: I feel like the there was a good framework there to make something really neat with
0: it yeah yeah i think so too i think so um well that being said would you like to lead off with your story
1: yeah um i have sort of a uh i have a label for mine oh yes <laughs> i'll call it the uh brooks and done three stages of grief oh no <laughs> <laughs> so this gentleman has found himself in um situation where this what he thought was going to be a very long lasting relationship has come to an end yeah and he's not handling that well and isn't sure how to deal with it yeah and doesn't want to deal with it so what better way to handle it than the first step being denial Mm. which would be honky tonk truth <laughs> yes, you know he's just telling himself <laughs> lies. You know he's he's the life of the party, yeah. baby. Since you said goodbye, yeah, uh he feels the need to go so far as to say, "Hey, I'll put my right hand here on this beer and swear on this bar." Swear on this. Bar. I ain't thinking. I ain't drinking. I ain't crying or moaning the blues. I wouldn't lie to you. That's the honky tonk truth. Honky tonk truth. And yeah, he's really going out of his way, you know, to sell it that he's yeah. he's okay. Just gonna. <laughs> Push it all down, deny and then
0: I can deal with that. (laughs) And if you believe that, he's also got some oceanfront property in Arizona. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then we know, of course, in the middle is Neon Moon. Right. And this is the step, and the Brooks has done three stages of grief of bargaining. (laughs) Let me say, no no telling how many tears that I've sat here and cried, or how many lies that I've... uh, that I've lied telling my poor heart, you'll come back someday. Yeah. You know, if if this is, this is just a phase, it's okay. It's everything's going to go back to the way it was. We're going to get there. You know, he's like, I'll be all right. As long as there's light from this neon moon. Yeah. As long as I've got this neon moon and hearing this honky tonk to, it's it's all going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then, the third, the third and final stage, acceptance. Yeah, whiskey under the bridge. Hey, it ain't no big deal. Yeah, it ain't no big deal. It's just okay under the bridge. Yeah, you know, there's not a heart that ain't been broken or a lie that ain't been spoken, a shattered dream that brand new love can't fix. You know, he's on the mend. He's accepted it. He's moving forward. In all those <laughs> nights of drinking, finally got him thinking. Heartache is just a waste of time. He's been burned. He's been cheated. But it ain't no big deal, you know. It's it's ain't just whiskey no under the bridge.
0: Deal. It's just whiskey under the bridge. I love it. Like, I love <laughs> it. It makes so much sense.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it, there was a few other options that I was like, yeah. "This could work." And there's a lot of things that you can make work with this. But I was like, "This is this is it." You know, he's he's moving through the steps and the
0: stages. And he's, he's getting got, through it. Yeah. You know, He's getting better all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I honestly kind of love that song. It's really good. Yeah, that's a post nineties, but it's a I good think, one, right? Yeah, but that's that's a good song. Or it might have been on the, on the fringes. The well, I started similar similarly to you, but I ended somewhere vastly different.
1: Okay, I'm excited.
0: Okay, so so just like you said. At the beginning, we're going to cover a little, little bit of denial. Yeah. So she's left him. Okay. We've established that. He establishes it, you know, several times down the road here. But um, I started my story with that ain't no way to go. Oh man. Yeah. You, know, you just opened up a lipstick letter across the mirror this morning. Can't be Said, done good. Said goodbye, baby. Delivered left without warning, word. like a thief in the night. Just ran away with his heart. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so, you know, he starts there and, the, uh, and obviously you probably know the song, but um, he's just talking about how it, he's kind of in disbelief. He's kind of shocked that it happened and kind of shocked at the way it happened.
1: Must be a bad dream, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't you think that he deserves to hear her say goodbye? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Personally, you know, to speak my truth. My honky-tonk truth. (laughs) 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 So, you know, that ain't no way to go. And, you know, after he kind of gets through this, the rant of this song, and I guess he has to accept it sooner or later. But um, then we find him in Neon Moon. And at this point, he's just kind of reflecting on, it's kind of like an it is what it is kind of thing. Yeah, Like, yeah, this sucks, but... You know, i spend most every night beneath a lot of yeah. this neon moon. But, um, you know, give give old Ronnie some time. And, which I found out, Ronnie wrote this himself. Really? Yeah. Ronnie done original here. But, um, so after this, he, he kind of starts to uh, move past it. And he gets over it. So what does he do? Him and old Kicks move to Mexico to live out some Mexican minutes. Oh! <laughs> Can I just read you a few lyrics? Yes, I'm ready. From this song. This is not a very well-known song for them. What album is this from? This is from... Waiting on the Sundown. Maybe. If it's... you see her. Third or fourth record. Actually, I'll tell you exactly what it's from. No, no, this is actually from Hardworking Man. Oh, wow. But, um, so, you know, they, they kind of, they're getting sick of this, this city life, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of imagining in neon moon as he's at some rundown bar on, um, across the tracks in Huntington or something, something like yeah. that, you know, kind of getting sick of this, uh, the, like the city. Cause he, he says up in the city, it's crazy and concrete cold living life at the speed of light leaves dark in your soul. When every minute's got a heart attack in it, it's time to leave it alone. So I don't think we're going to beat this postcard home. We're down to the worm in the bottle. The chips and the saucer are gone. Now we know why JT sang, Oh, Mexico, which is James Taylor. Mm -hmm. Boring, whatever. (laughs) We're two days south of the border. This is my favorite part. Two days south of the border, feeling too good to care why. These Mexican minutes get longer and longer. As the days go, oh by. man, that's good. That's good. Wow. So yeah, so they're down there, just just crushing chips and salsa, <laughs> and just living life. And uh, you know, they're feeling too good to care why. They're feeling too good to uh, care what got them in the um, the precarious situation of the neon moon. Yeah,
1: they need to escape elsewhere and reset. They know.
0: did. They did. Tired of the city life. Tired of these uh, lipstick letters on the mirror. And no more of that. No more of that. That's a good one. <laughs> so, so that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, so I think that um,
1: also going forward this week with this episode and looking on the socials, uh, we want to know if you've been thinking about this while we're talking about it. Y'all got a before and after the neon moon, you know, what? what's the story that you would tell?
0: We would uh, love to hear We'd it.
1: love to know. We'll probably drop a post at some point and ask you all to, to pitch yours out there because it's just a really cool way to talk about Brooks and Dunn songs and think about how they could interweave or work together.
0: Because you kind of wonder if they have done the same thing. Exactly. At, at like
1: times, It's just a know? progression in songwriting. Be like, all right, no, this is how this story played out and, and it didn't wrapped up in this song like right. if you were to pick up you know a month later or six months later where, where would that story be and that's right. that's really
0: cool yeah I love that stuff that's cool that's awesome might end up in Mexico you never no. know two days south of the border and if oh, you need man. to know how to handle grief just
1: lean on bricks and done
0: <laughs> they got the three stages I'll show you <laughs> I mean they're gonna add to it a little bit but that's <laughs> yeah. okay you, you'll forgive them
1: <laughs> we will have to start we should start doing that uh more often yes. with other artists.
0: Yeah, I like that. To south of the border. Uh there several weeks ago when I was um just kind of beginning my my song search and my the the first version, the first draft of my playlist, which was like 30 songs long obviously, you know. But um mexican minutes uh i was walking around and driving around singing the line the chips and the salsa are gone over and over <laughs> because it's so good but that one line it <laughs> it's so it's so good did you
1: um <laughs> uncover any like cool tidbits or random stuff you didn't know about Brooks and Dunn and leading up to this or researching for this episode
0: you know not so much not so much i I kind of just stuck with what I, what I knew to be true in my heart about Brooks and Dunn, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just for them on, um, you know, last Thursday for them to just, um, solidify everything that I've ever known about (laughs) Brooks and Dunn, You know,
1: I watched a few, uh, interviews, like either them as a pair or them separately, or even like kicks interviewing Ronnie on his, his show. And there was just some, um, some neat stuff overall I talked about, but I guess like at the point when they dropped the album and the album was steadily climbing up the charts Uh and they were playing like bars and honky talks. And then also at some point, you know, like Reba's like, Hey, we think you're all are good. Do you want to come play? And I think that (laughs) Uh, Reba kind of got the vibe that they were about to blow up. And they had, she went to them on, on their tour and was like, Hey, we think y'all real special and you got what it takes and we want to, we want to double your pay man just being like oh there it's about to happen any day yeah. now."
0: holy cow they've got a couple of really good songs with reba yeah.
1: yeah and Kix was talking about on that um tour with reba i can't remember the exact number but it was over 25 but that tour was so big that they had between buses and uh trucks out there just hauling equipment like Twenty five vehicles out on the road for that show. <laughs>
0: That's insane. That's a convoy. Yeah.
1: Ronnie's like, yeah. He's like, nobody made a lot of money that tour, but it was a heck of a
0: show. <laughs> Gosh, I bet it was. Take I me imagine. back. You see her. They did. Uh, I didn't expect them to because obviously Reba wasn't there with them in Charleston, West Virginia. But they did. <sighs> Cowgirls don't cry. And then they did like this bit where they kind of waited and looked side stage. Like, like you would expect Reba to walk out at well, any he, second. And so they waited a minute. And then he just finished the song himself, which well, was gotta, fine. Yeah. But... What you got to do is like that, Ronald. <laughs> Man.
1: how What percentage of the people in that uh, venue do you think were crying during that song? Uh,
0: 35 to 45%. Yeah, easily, Yeah. <laughs> Something I would like to mention before, we're really just stalling because we don't have to, we're gonna have to get into our yeah, contracts. tracks we're out right there. <laughs> yes, this is, this is hard. But um, I would like to mention the, um, the show that Kix Brooks had called Steak Out with Kix Brooks, where he goes to steakhouses across America in search of the greatest steak. And it's awesome. Yeah. We we watched several is and it came out several years ago. I don't know where to find it. It might be on like Amazon or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the show itself is fantastic because it's, it's Kicks Brooks eating steak and talking talk about, about it. Well, somewhere <laughs> down there, I know he
1: raises uh, cattle for said purpose. So yeah. We need to find out how we can get our hands on one of those Kicks Brooks steaks.
0: <laughs> need. Kicks Brooks steak. Gosh. Yeah, That if you can find that, and it, it might even be on YouTube. I don't know but it's worth a watch. If you're a big Kicks that. Brooks fan, it's worth a watch. <laughs> well, Caleb, I think we're going to be forced oh, to at this gosh. point. I'm not ready. I'm not either. I'm so not ready. I have anxiety
1: just, just <laughs> for climbing inside me right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a little nervous. But uh, like like Caleb said earlier, we... we gave ourselves a little bit of grace and added a few more honorable mention spots. So that, that lessens the, uh, the blow a little bit, but there's still gonna be some songs that we leave. I'd there. been more
1: comfortable if we had like a top 25. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could have easily. We could have easily. There's
1: the library and the catalog is there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, Oh,
1: what you're going first. Okay. Yeah. Save me. Give me, buy me some more time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'll pull the Band-Aid off here. Yeah. All right. So, my number 10, because we're going all the way up to 10 on this time, my top tracks, my first honorable mention, My Next Broken Heart. Ooh, it's
1: good.
2: Working
0: on my next
2: broken
1: heart. I want to try to be very understanding of your selections, because I this know is how, hard. this is very difficult. This is so hard. I thought... Of- man next broken heart at number 10 a
0: yep from a uh, brand new man one of the uh many many great songs on that that first record that it's, it's unbelievable mm-hmm. just going back and looking at the track listing for their first two records you know
1: yeah gosh
0: like we could have picked all of our songs from the first two records <laughs> i could have yeah
1: i could almost pick all my songs from the first record if i really wanted like there's yeah
0: that's such a good album yeah I love the um, and this. This is one I had to kick a song off of my list for this after we saw them the other night because mm-hmm. they killed this song live. It was yeah. so much fun.
1: Do you do you want to share what you had to kick off yet, or you want to wait till after?
0: We can wait until after okay. because there's a couple of tracks we're going to talk about. Yeah, same, same. Unless <laughs> it's changed a bit. Yeah. Yeah, this song they played it pretty early in the set. My face hurt from just the joy. pure joy. I smiled the entire thing and sang my little heart out. It's like going to Candle Park. Yeah, yeah. as a, as an adult, not a kid, but yeah, like riding riding the Big Dipper, but not being afraid of like dying. Yeah, yeah, you kind of like that mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> under the guise of childhood that you didn't know how unsafe it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, oh, it's fine. No big deal.
1: <laughs> what you got? Okay. I'm going to kick off the list with a track also from Brand New Man. Okay. Um, A track that I feel like gets overlooked because of the density of awesome songs on that album. But I've got a lot to learn. Number 10.
0: I've got a lot to learn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's, uh, I think it's, I think it could be up there with a sad honky tonk song the like yeah. just equally on par with neon moon, but neon moons on that album. And that song blew up. And I think people never got the chance to truly take in. I've got a lot to learn. Right. I just love like it. That was a song I almost considered for our before and after also. Yeah. Cause it kind of talks about Amelia in the first verse, like these honky tonks and bright lights used to thrill me. I'd paint the town and stumble through the door. Yeah, but now there's no one listening for my footsteps Ooh, and it's winding down to one more night alone.
0: Dang, it's yeah. like similar vibes to um, the uh, Vince Gill when I call your name. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, um,
1: cool. yeah, if that's one like if you've if you missed that one on your playthroughs, a brand brand new man. Go back and spend that one. It's worth I your time. Will.
0: I will 100% will. This just gets harder. This <laughs> yeah. Gets... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Up to number nine, my next honorable mention: Honky Tonk Truth. Excuse me, sir. What number nine? <laughs> well, this song, um, I will say, initially, it was not on my list. It was on the playlist, but it wasn't in the top tracks. It wasn't uh-huh. in the honorable mentions. But this song, I can't get it out of my head. I can't stop listening to it. We've watched the music video a handful of times. Yeah, it's if you haven't watched the music video of The Honky Tonk Truth, it's it's amazing. But then after we wa- we saw him play it the other night, and then them like tell because it, it, if you haven't seen it and you haven't heard the song and stuff like that. Dale Arnhart Sr. is in the video, and it's awesome. It, I, it doesn't make a ton of sense that he's in it, but he is, and it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what you really need to know. <laughs> and just hearing like how, like, I think it like directly followed that song. Kicks went into uh, "You're Gonna Miss Me When I'm Gone." Yeah, and he talked about how, um, how Dale like. Wore him out on that song. He loved that song. And like they, do, I think it's a really cool thing that they have with him. Like they had, like, you know, close friendship and everything. Yeah. And they, now they have like this story of him, like being in their video and like hanging out with him. So like I think that's cool. It is neat. You know? So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't lie to you. That song keep talking truth. And it's a great song. And it's number not <sighs> I know. I know. It's okay. I understand Only so many spots. Number
1: nine for me. This one's from the nineteen ninety four record "Waiting on Sundown," and their seventh number one single. She's not the cheating kind.
0: That song is incredible. Yeah, it's an incredible song. Yeah, and I had to leave it off my list. (laughs) Yeah, it came
1: close to not making it. It was it was neck and neck there. I won't lie.
2: She's been cheating one
1: too many. Yeah, I just one of the things I love most about them is is just the energy, I guess, that they have as yeah. um singers and songwriters and performers. Man, Ronnie just sells whatever he's singing so well. Yes, and he really does in this song. Like when he just like really lets go there for a minute and hollers. Yeah. Um, like when that first verse goes into "She's come to dance a dance or two and do." No, tell them what. By the time the night is through, yeah. And another thing that I love about this one deeply is the solo, cause it's it's very much an '80s
0: rock solo yeah. in a country music song. The guitars on that song, front to back, man, like top yeah. to bottom, are great. Like even that like, that little intro that has the dual guitars, the what a song yeah what a song so good and i know that's pretty far down there but i i I get it yeah i understand yeah i understand i feel your pain here (laughs) it happens all right moving on man okay number eight from hard-working man no surprise there that Ain't No Way to Go. Oh. Girl,
2: it just ain't right.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Ronnie Dunn's soaring vocals, man, he destroys this song. Like, like yeah. that chorus, Ain't no way to go. And then, like, later on in the song, he goes up, like, even higher. Like, man, he's just showing off this point. Yeah, he's, he's just like, Look singer. what I can do. Don't you think that I deserve... Yeah, that... That song goes, man.
1: I respect that. That's solid placement. Oh, boy. Is breaking into number eight? Is that where we're at? I think so. <sighs> yeah.
2: yeah. Okay.
1: This one, another track from the album, Waiting on Sundown. The last single release from the album and a top five five performer on the charts that the duo themselves co-wrote, Whiskey Under the Bridge. Yes. Man, this one, I don't, it's just like a fun song. The arrangement on it is fun. It is. Um, It makes you want to get your dancing shoes out. Makes you want to cut a rug. Uh, The lyrics are clever. Musically, man, the the pedal still in this one is just exceptionally (laughs) superb. Like it is top notch, especially like, um, on the bridge when it'll bounce back and forth between the guitar solo and the steel, like one will play a line. Then the other one will play a line. It'll switch back and forth. Like that is,
0: it's like they magnificent. It's like they bottled their live show and put it into that track. You know, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And that, that seems like like an increasingly harder thing to do as like country music and just music in general progresses. Is yeah. to like get the same energy from you know a a record track that you get from like the live show, you know. Yeah. But they they're real good at that. <laughs> <laughs> Very really good at that. <laughs> what well, you got next? All right, number seven. I don't know how you're gonna feel about this being where it's at, but hard working man mm. hard working man oh mm. I'll,
1: I'll put a pin in it, I don't <laughs> know what's to come
0: yeah yeah hard working man there's some of the like it it's it's a very fun song this is like a like a Monday morning song to get you absolutely pumped, you know, oh yeah, you are ready for the by the end of this song you are absolutely you're ready for the week you're yeah. ready for the work week or whatever kind of week you got planned you're 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 ready but um there's some great lines in this and I still think the um the line working overtime on a runaway train mm-hmm. would be an awesome tattoo idea yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> feels like I'm working overtime on a runaway train Got the bus loose in this ball
1: and chain. see what we're missing we need we need to form a uh, a monday morning playlist oh my
0: gosh that'd be great
1: mark chestnut sure is monday number 1 yeah. hardworking man number 2 oh we're we just let it run play. from there
0: what's the um i could see reba's uh, climb that mountain high that'd be a good good starter
1: i think uh, mary Chapin carpenters i feel lucky oh my gosh yeah Called in sick to work
0: <laughs> made a B-line. I love the line. What is it? She bought a, uh, a pack, pack of, of camels, camels, a burrito, a burrito and, and a barks. barks. <laughs> Called in sick to work. <laughs> That's one of my favorite country lines. It's so good. I should just, just be a, a gas random. station bundle. Yeah. Look, all the letters Mary Chapin Carpenters. Give me two Mary
1: Chapin Carpenters <laughs> and 10 on pump, too. <laughs> it's a
0: combo. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and a bark yeah that would definitely have
1: to go on there too okay well same here for me as you just said I uh, hope you're okay before I place this <sighs> number seven for me a track that would was originally served as a b-side to my next broken heart boot
0: scootin boogie oh my gosh I'm trying not to get mad <laughs> No, I, I get it just because there's like so many there's slots. so much man there's so, many, there's so, so much slots. and that's why we're saying that's why we've been saying this was so hard this was so hard yeah
1: uh yeah original b-side to my next broken heart on their debut album i mean it's definitely one of their most iconic tracks like obviously like i remember having this on cassette and just like rewinding and pushing play and rewinding yeah. and Do- pushing play there's many a core memory i feel like in my childhood and in my life in general where this song is played in the background somewhere yeah. like yeah i wore this sucker out like
0: Boots go boogie.
1: yeah he'll toe dosy do i'm sorry ronnie and kicks it there's, there's just, y'all just offer so much i can only i can only pick so many
0: I'll just go ahead and tell you that's my number six. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 We're <laughs> so I'm good. not far We're in front okay. of you with that one. <laughs> yeah, boo Scootin' buggy is just like that's it has to be like one of the biggest not only nineties country songs of all time, but like one of the biggest country songs period. Yeah. You know? Like that's that's probably one of those like a lot of Garth stuff that kind of transcended the genre of just country. That's probably, like, a globally known song. Would know? like,
1: people line dance as much today yeah. if this song didn't come out in the 90s. You know, like, I don't think it were... kind of was responsible for a revival in
0: line dancing at its time. Yeah. We have, um me and Kelsey have recently gotten into a little bit of line dancing ourselves, And it is so much fun. Yeah. I'm not good at <laughs> dancing of any kind. But, um... It's it's very much fun. So um, if you guys have any um, tips for us, if you have any um, good study material on making me <laughs> better at it, feel free to send it our way because we're just getting started. And but I I want to find one that is uh, possible for me to to boot scoot and boogie. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, So... Yes, yeah, that's my that's my number six. Okay, incredible song. Like my my kids even love this song. Yeah, you know it's just an awesome, <laughs> awesome fun song.
1: All right, we got one more honorable mention here. It's me. Yep, go last for it. one for me. Number six, the number one hit pinned by R. D. himself, "Little Miss Honky Tonk."
0: That the intro to that song. That's kind of like another another Monday morning feeling song. Like, yeah. a, like <laughs> you're gonna get going real yeah. quick. It's
1: the blood pumping. <laughs> Makes you feel unstoppable. <laughs> and I'll be honest, this one was at one point in my top five and I'm still not sure if I made the right choice, but it's 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 where it felt like it should be seated. Um it's just like the perfect for their sound, like the perfect fifty fifty mix of country with like this rock and roll undertone yeah. yeah and you know it's because of like the rock and roll vibes it has it makes me want to it makes me want to cut loose you know yeah it makes me want to get out on my redneck side every now and then you know, I can't, I don't know. <laughs> i'm just you know be forewarned like i don't know if you ever have songs that just make you want to move or if you listen to heavier music that makes you maybe want to get in the pit yeah mosh yeah, Get wild. Try to love someone. Yeah. Bring out the kid rocking. <laughs> <laughs> but like, for instance, like you probably remember our buddy Clifton. Yeah. We had, we moved out of our apartment. I had to make some uh, repairs because <laughs> he told us, he told us it's our fault. He said, boys, yeah. you can't play
0: Pantera. Can't play walk by Pantera. Yeah. He walked. He walked. <laughs> He put his entire shoulder through the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know,
1: looking back now, at this moment, I can understand that. Because I'll tell you, if you want to hang out and listen to Brooks and Dunn, <laughs> let me know in advance. So I can stop off at the Home Depot or Lowe's and grab a few drywall patches.
0: Because <laughs> we'll probably need them. I'm probably going to get wild. I mean, you can be my queen bee. I'll be your neon, neon knight. Night, yeah. You know.
1: You're just picture, like, Ronnie Dunn in, like, a, a, a set of plate armor that's illuminated in neon now? Like, uh, now I am. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's also a good tattoo idea. Yeah. It's Ronnie Dunn in shiny yeah. armor, my neon knight.
1: <laughs> RD in King Arthur's court. You
0: know. <laughs> man, oh man! Well, we're down to our actual <gasps> actual top tracks.
1: Now. I don't know. What, I don't know what to expect.
0: I don't know if we're gonna line up at all here. We might, but uh, we I don't know.
1: We may. We may.
0: So far, we have not. A Little close on that last one, but all right, all right, here we go. You want to you
1: want to swap here? Go to, ahead. Yeah. Go, give you give a me honky- a
0: break, man. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> so here is sweating there. Whew.
1: All right. Top tracks number five for me. One you've already mentioned. Honky Tonk Truth.
0: That's a honky tonk truth. Yeah.
1: This one that peaked at number three on the charts, uh, and. I always thought it was weird that they released it as a single on their first greatest hits collection. Yeah, I feel like when they recorded this, they'd have to know, like when they played it back, like, "Well, let's just put this aside and hang on to it. Drop this greatest hits album. This will, well, this will be the first single off the next record." But right. no, they were kind enough to give it to us on the greatest hits. Yeah, appreciate you.
0: What a song, man! Yeah, what man. A video, was, what a song! What a I was story.
1: so so thrilled when they played this one. Yeah, wow. so thrilled. Um. Catchy in every way. Boop, 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 and just boop, like that boop, um like that lyrical hook of I put my right hand here on this beer and so on this bar. Yeah. That's like <laughs> it's just clever. I love it. Yeah. Love it. And just the energy he brings to that line, like he's just man, Roddy standalone. I would like you.
0: Do-do-do-do. And just having Dale senior in the video and Kix's outfit, holding his guitar, <laughs> yeah. knowing that he has no clue what's going on when he's pretending to strum. No. It's so comical. <laughs> it's so much fun. Kix had a, uh, a story about him. He said they were somewhere, I guess it's when they were kind of um, starting to blow up some, he's like, okay, I think maybe I'm like a, like a country celebrity of some sort. Now and he said, like they were at, at, at one of the big races and he was walking and there was some people behind him and he heard them kind of whispering, is that him? Is that him? And he was like, kind of, you know, kind of feeling confident. He's like, yeah, I think they actually recognize me outside of being on stage as Brooks and Dunn." And they finally saw him. And the one said, that's not Arnhart. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) sorry to disappoint. All right. So, um, sticking with um Kix Brooks, which is my hero. He's my hero, and yeah. I will follow into the ends of the earth. Yep. Yeah. I would die for Kix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number 5 from Hardworking Man, Rock My World, Little Country Do-do-do. Girl. That's such a good song. The guitar is phenomenal, the lyrics phenomenal, Kix Brooks phenomenal. Yep. Yeah. And the video phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> dude, the video. Y'all need to go watch it. It's um, it's interesting. They um, they use a lot of, I guess, green screen kind of technology. Mm-hmm. Kix has got like these big pit viper looking shades on. Yeah, in the uh, reflection of his shades that you just see like the universe you see yeah just ladies dancing all over the globe and galaxy you know yep Uh, at the beginning ronnie has a uh, a cowbell yep (laughs) it's so good it's got it all man i love it so much Uh, i think it. (laughs) i don't know it might not be my favorite brooks and um video because honky tonk truth exists yeah it does but gosh what a video this is uh yeah like we were saying earlier he played a ton of harmonica and it was awesome the uh, it was very satisfying to hear the fiddle solo live yeah that was awesome too because you know how we've we've heard this these songs so many times yeah. that like we know what's going to happen unless they you know take some artistic liberties in the moment or they play the song different yeah. we know what's coming and to just be so ready for that fiddle to come in and it just like satisfy every part of my yeah. being in that yeah. moment you know <laughs> what a moment what a, what a song i love it
1: well i can definitely understand and speak for Kix brooks being your hero now because yeah. on the way pre-concert your wife kelsey had mentioned that she felt like a lot of your stage performance when we used to play music was possibly inspired by Kix Brooks. And I was like, huh, that's, that's
0: kind of wild. And then we watched him play and I was like, I totally get it now. Like, I I, he's, She's totally right. Like in my subconscious, I think my entire life, all I've ever tried to be is Kix Brooks. <laughs> and I didn't even realize it until this moment, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
1: like i can just see it in the like, little six seven year old casey in front of a mirror with you know a little play school guitar and like so how's he do it now like is it
0: is it like well, this back and forth and the 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 power v stands mm-hmm. you know he he was even doing like the angus young hop and everything yeah well you know what this means you got to get a gong now <laughs> yep need a gong yep justifiable at this point so <laughs> yeah <laughs> we put it off long enough <laughs> band's getting back together and we're getting a gong uh. <laughs> uh. oh man alright what do you got
1: okay again one you've mentioned number four for me Hard Working Man Hard Working Man no title track for their sophomore album and a top five hit I really thought that one would be a number one honestly but yeah I mean, from the get go on this one, like uh, you're hooked, the riffs catchy. It just builds from there and keeps building and becomes more and more epic. Um, standout points for me in this one is probably before the second verse. There's just like uh alternating piano and fiddle solos yeah. that are, whoa, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Wonderful. <laughs> and then one of my favorite parts and probably my favorite line in this song overall is when we learn about Ronnie Dunn's business hours or should I say business hours business because <laughs> that's all he's about from nine to five
0: <laughs> he, he's one that um, you know if a coach like a football coach would um, you know talk about his work ethic as they often do with players they'd be like you know Ronnie's you know first one in the locker room last one now, out <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but business Nothing from nine to five. Nothing but business, nine to five. <laughs> Hardworking
1: uh, He's got it all on the line. You know, he's he's wanting a piece of that promised land.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Even though he turns around and, you know, spends his pay on some weekend beauty. Yeah. You know. Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh,
1: I love it. You might, every now and then he <laughs> might get wild and he might see him carrying on with Cadillac cuties. but Yeah. Man. I mean, business 9 to 5. Those aren't <laughs> business hours. Hard, okay, <laughs> man. Uh, okay, now I'm start we're starting to get to the point where I'm getting really curious about yeah, where we're this is going.
0: Tax here. Okay. All right. Number 4 for me. A little bit of a slow jam from Waiting on Sundown. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. So good. I love it. I love it so much and it brought me so much joy to see them play it live. Yeah. But um I mean, if you guys didn't know before, yeah, like if you know me outside of the podcast, you know that that me and Caleb are both gigantic Brooks and Dunn fans. Have been forever, you know. Yeah. But and Kix Brooks, obviously. But um I have always leaned Just as as much towards the kick songs, yeah, as I you know, and the Ronnie songs, but um, yeah, I love the song. I think it's just a fantastic kind of cowboy song. the The steel guitar throughout just kind of carries it. It's it just something about the steel guitar and
1: sad songs that just really sell the sadness. Like,
0: like it's the the interest like the instrument that cries. Yeah. It, it sounds like tears yeah. coming out of my face. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make them come out of your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I I, I, just, I love that song. There's so many good lines. And, like, it's one of those that, um, and I'll talk about this again here in a few minutes, but it's one of those songs where, like, you could take out, like, whole verses of the song and it'd still be a spectacular oh, yeah. song, you know? It's just, it's just so good. So yeah, I'm still hurting from the last time you walked on this heart of mine. <laughs> what do you got? What's next? You know,
1: maybe that's why the Kentucky headhunter said to walk softly on this heart of mine. Uh, maybe, maybe so. Maybe.
0: Never thought about it. Yeah. There's another story. Another story. <laughs> another story for another day.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> top three here?
0: Yeah, we're here, man.
1: Oh, phew. Okay. Well, I'll continue the train. Have you had two Kicks Brooks songs in a row here on your five and four? You know, I did. I did. Well, I'm going to continue that trend with my number three. Okay. Lost and Found. What a song. Yeah. What a song. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one only peaked at number six. This was their first track off their debut album that didn't. They had four consecutive number one singles. This was single number five. And it only made it to number six. And I, Surprising. I'm Yeah i'm I'm a, I'm a little hurt by that because i think this is an amazing i think it's a number one hit
0: yeah easily yeah in my heart it is yeah
1: as what i'm saying so it's upsetting to me because it's obviously at three it's a big a big deal to me right yeah i
0: yeah.
1: mean it's uh an awesome country song in every way start to finish mm-hmm. and he crushes it kicks brooks crushes it and especially on that bridge like yeah whoa. That's like, it's a sad, slower-paced song, but on that bridge, it really gets you, it builds and gets you fired back up. Yeah. I'm like... Out of time.
0: I love the riff. Like this, like that, that hook, that... <laughs> and then they do the harmony with it, second go through, like, gosh. Genius. Like, like how can you write a more perfect country song, you know? Yeah.
1: Like, why are we still have trying? They, they've done it.
0: No. <laughs> they did it they did it well I'll just go ahead and tell you that's my number two is it it is wow it is I love this song just love it video is I mean it's just kicks Brooks walking around in a border town looking for this lady asking people if they've seen her it's 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 cool you know yeah it is a good video there ain't much to it but it's it's really cool yeah
1: Oh wait, did you did you give me your three? What was your three?
0: I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm skipping songs, man. I'm tore all to pieces.
1: <laughs> I can understand completely. My nerves are tore up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tore Yeah.
0: Well, okay, friend. well let's go back to number three here. Brand new man. Mm. Mm-hmm. That song will... That'll, that'll put some lead in your pencil. Uh, yeah. What a song, man. Yeah.
1: That's as good as a cup of coffee buy, in the morning. Yeah, don't buy it on
0: my song. That, You know what that song is. As soon as you hear that kick snare... Yeah. Can we talk about just
1: appreciate whatever method or tuning these but their their drums and like their snare just sound it's like the the sound that i enjoy the most from the variety of sounds that you can get from a snare drum like yes it's just the right amount of pop with like the tiniest hint of like that higher pitch squeal like just just enough to be noticeable (sighs) yeah yeah
0: oh my gosh it's good it's like piercing but in a good way
1: yeah oh my
0: gosh i love it and just hearing that live straight out of the gate yeah. Like it's still even though we expected that to be their, their first song, it was still just still brought instant joy. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I've waited my whole life for this moment. It's so beautiful. I think that uh, that might be one of the catchiest choruses of all time. Like any music genre ever. Yeah. For real. it so, they so they outdid themselves.
1: That was that was just the beginning.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So three brand new man. Two was lost and found. You said it was. Okay. My number two.
2: Neon Moon. Number two, you say.
1: Number two.
0: I am quite confused. Really, I am quite <laughs> confused right now.
1: Yeah, I mean I love it. It's amazing. It it has been amazing since the day it, it came into our all of our lives and for thousands of years after we're all gone, it will <laughs> Yeah.
0: yeah. It'll stand the test of time.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I mean I, I just there's just not I feel like there's not even much I can say about that song that like unless you haven't heard that song, you wouldn't know. But if you've heard that song you, you completely understand. Like it yeah. is it is what it is. It's wonderful. Um, man, I think it's easily one of the, probably one of the best songs of that era. Like all on a song. I agree.
0: I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> Not to give it anything away here, but I totally agree. Okay.
1: <laughs> you say that one didn't make your list. No. <laughs> yeah. But I will. Uh, well, I, you want what's your number one?
0: Well, I think it's no secret. Yeah. That, um, Not only is Neon Moon my number one, Mm -hmm. I also think it might be the greatest song ever written. (laughs) Let the record show. Neon Moon, greatest song ever written. Put it in the books. Musically, lyrically, best song ever written of any music genre. You know? I mean, it's... it's. I love the Beatles. It's right up there with anything on Abbey Road. Yeah, I mean, it's better. Yeah, it's better. I'm sorry, Sir Paul, but it's this. It is what it is. Best song ever written.
1: Oh, we don't hear that. He won't make it to eighty one. on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ne- Neon Moon, my favorite song, easily, and best song ever written. I, I can I can understand. That is the high point of recorded music as we know it that song what like (laughs) i'll 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 get into it in a minute but yeah same same yep yep and that's that's like what i was alluding to earlier like you could take out the first verse of neon moon yeah and it would still be it's just uh, the best song ever written
1: you know like they don't have weak spots in their songwriting they just they just deliver
0: yeah yeah, that first verse is just kind of like a precursor, like set up to the story. Yeah. And then you get the rest of the story, and it's fantastic. Each line greater than the last. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have me very confused. I'm sorry. Very confused.
1: It's been a stressful week or two while we've worked on this. <laughs> number one for me was number one for them. Brand new man.
0: Brand new man. Yeah. I can't, I can't argue with you on yeah. that. Yeah,
1: just through you, you just previously said like how catchy and immediately like the song pulls you in with the way it's set up. And this for me, this is my number one because this for me as a kid, this was a song that made me fall in love with Brooks and Dunn.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like it's when you have <clears throat> on cassette, like if you rewinder all the way back and hit play, like that's the first thing you're greeted with is that snap pop. Yeah. And then they just going into the rib, and you're like, what have I discovered today? And <laughs> who can I share this with?
0: Share <laughs> sure with the world.
1: I'm going to kindergarten tomorrow and telling everybody, like, <laughs> this is awesome. A
0: little... What a catchy chorus, yeah. dude. Holy cow. Yeah, just
1: big in-your-face energy for a song. And I'll just a really, at that time, a very different and awesomely unique take on talking about, Love in a country song. I feel like I feel like it was yeah. just well done and clever the way they pieced that together. Yeah, of like the transformation of him being like, you know, I always used to love him and leave him.
2: Oh, um, about my... Yeah,
1: man, it's I love it. It makes me happy Great. thinking about it. Yeah, like we've literally like we were talking about smiling <laughs> at the concerts all the time. We've just been sitting here smiling <laughs> and talking about Brooks and still yeah. yet today. Yeah, uh, for real, it's beautiful. They're beautiful. I'm truly thankful to have been alive in a time where i could experience like people talk about you know like like huge times of music like the 60s and 70s and being around and seeing artists like the eagles and fleetwood mac and hendrix and like getting to experience bob seger experience those while they're happening in its time and that's really how i feel about growing up and listening to brooks and dunn yeah like i just feel like that's such a big part of my childhood in my life
0: yeah like how blessed are we to have gotten the opportunity to see them live yeah you know like i'm like as adults that could appreciate yeah everything that they've done for country music
1: i was thinking about that when we were at the show i was like man like six-year-old me would think i was the coolest dude ever right now because
0: it's like
1: you what you got to see him that's so cool like yeah and just them as artists and what they've given us like If it's a happy song, if it's a sad song, no matter the content, it just makes me happy to hear Brooks and Dunn songs.
0: Yeah. I was, um, we were talking to my parents about it, like, the next day. And, um, okay, and this is something that they have failed to tell me my entire life. Okay. They said, oh, yeah, we saw them with Aaron Tippin back in the day. Huh? What? Yeah. Yeah, they saw Aaron Tippin open for Brooks and Dunn years ago. When? I don't, I, I don't, I don't know do It would have had to have been 91 or later, right? Yeah,
1: you'd think. They didn't think the two-year-old Casey Gore wanted to go.
0: <laughs> oh, and it doesn't stop there. My mother... Happy birthday, Mommy. My mother <laughs> recently told us the story of the time she was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And... Got to witness Dolly Parton live at Camden Park. I was like, and I was like, and you failed to—I mean, you didn't think that your son, that has a uh, a country music podcast, would be interested in this fact and the story, yeah, this experience. Yeah. And uh, she she said she also saw like Dolly on her bus, like without a wig on, which very few people have. You know, yeah like, oh, and you just failed to mention this until you know, this moment in my life as a thirty three year old man what else
1: what else are you hiding? yeah who else have uh, you seen? who
0: else did you see did you meet uh, I don't know John F. Kennedy or yeah. something crazy <laughs> like what the heck <laughs> <laughs> who else like any, anybody else that you uh, you guys have seen that you uh, which I know that they um, they saw Waylon one time too which I did know that that happened pretty jealous about it but daggone wow Brooks and Dunn Aaron Tippin in his prime Dolly Parton but we saw Brooks and Dunn in the year of our lord 2022 and it was
1: amazing
0: 10 out of 10 I'll speak about this for the rest of my life yeah same (laughs) yeah we saw, I mean, we saw Garth together several years back and which that, you know, that's a high point of concerts for me as well. You know, cause we both grew up loving Garth, listened to all things Garth, but, um, I don't know. This one was just something else. Yeah. You know, this one brought me to like a, another, a whole other level of joy. Yeah. You know,
1: to, to quote George King George, I said, dad, this could be the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote that about the
0: day that he met Ronnie Dunn yeah. and Kicks Brooks at yeah. first. <laughs> okay, I I've got a really difficult question to ask you. Oh. And I understand that it's impossible to answer, but I'm asking you to answer it anyway. Okay. If you had to pick...
1: No, I was going to ask you this. Were you? <laughs> yeah. I okay. was going to pot it off on you so I didn't have to answer.
0: <laughs> if you had to pick a favorite member of Brooks and Dunn.
1: Okay, not the same question. That's okay. Oh, really? Okay, not the yeah, same yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Great, great. Okay. So, if you had to pick one, had to, gun to your head, had to, who would it be? Mm. Kicks Brooks, Ronnie Dunn.
1: <laughs> well, I was gonna have two children. You asked me to pick between those. Like that'd be easier, maybe. I don't know. Jeez. Maybe <laughs> Um, whew. they're both so wonderful. I I think I'm, I'm I'm a man that's gonna lean towards RD.
0: I understand. Like fifty-one
1: forty-nine percent. Like
0: yeah. very very close. See, I'm the same way, but with kicks. Yeah, fifty-one forty-nine. It's like that Ava Brothers song that, um, when he asks their dad, like, I wonder which brother is better, which one our parents love the most. Yeah. But he said, you know, he loves you and he's proud of you both in so many different ways. And so yeah. he, that's kind of the Yeah. Way that's how go. I feel. I love
1: them. And I'm proud of them both in so many different so ways. So many different ways. <laughs> and they're just like, they're, um, it's a hard pick too, because they're two very different. Yeah. Performers, you know?
0: Right. But, man, they together, wow. Somehow the greatest tag team in yeah. the history of the world. Yeah. You know. <laughs> okay, so I'm curious what the question is you're going to ask me now.
1: Well, this is a question that I have um, answered before. I think we did this uh, when we were first starting. Okay. As a Instagram poll, maybe. And let's just say the cheese stood alone. Okay. But I think now that I've I see it's hard because my opinion may now have changed where I've seen them live, but you can only listen to one duo for the rest of your life or you can only have one. Is it the Judds or is it Brooks and Dunn?
0: Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. That easy. And it ain't it ain't easy. <laughs> but You said it pretty quickly and confidently. Um I think they might be my favorite country artist.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, I could see that.
0: I think they're my favorite. But I mean when it comes to duos, the Juds are right behind them, you know.
1: Yeah. It's neck and neck.
0: That's that's a difficult that's that's a difficult question. We answered in so many different ways. It's a toughie. Yeah. Okay. Here's another impossible question for you. We're just going to ask impossible questions here. You might not want to answer this. I might not want to answer this. Okay. If you had to... Okay, here's a dumb hypothetical. Just say... With Brooks and Dunn and Alan Jackson. One of these artists' entire catalog will be deleted forever. He'll never get to listen to it again. But you get to save one or the other. Which one are you picking? Who am I saving? Yeah, Alan Jackson or Brooks and Dunn? AJ. Saving AJ? Yeah. Yeah, and Cardboard Allen is looking him down like, buddy, yeah, you better answer this the right way. You want to walk out of here tonight without a paper cut? <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 but, man, I don't, I just... uh like that's where it started for me like it was uh, that yeah when that came out like so fundamentally a part of me as a little human that was four years old that knew all the words to chattahoochee yeah yeah It's who really took a, a burger and a grape for snow cone at face value? But like, hey, pretty good night, I guess. You know, like, <laughs> pretty good, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, like, like that I was... also like snow cones and burgers. So yeah, cool. Me and Alan, uh, one and on the same. Yeah, thumbs up, AJ.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I'm like man, that was that's like that's just what started. That was the first thing I'd heard was that the opening riff of Chattahoochee. Downed. That was just like, Man, it was just infectious. I was like, I, I want to hear more of these sounds.
0: I think I would probably answer in the same way if I'm thinking like full body of work, you like know. entire catalog. You know, yep. if I had to save one or the other, mm-hmm. I would either say you know just shoot me, <laughs> yeah. so I don't have to pick, or <laughs> or I'm picking Allen. But like the like the way you are with Chattahoochee <laughs> is kind of how I, uh, I am with um chasing that neon rainbow. Yeah, you know same. Same difference for me, I guess.
1: It played a role, you know.
0: So I hope I'm never put in that position, because I hate to have to choose. I'd shoot Toby twice. (laughs) (laughs) From the office, not Keith. Not Keith. Not Keith. Get better soon, Toby. Yeah. Get well soon. (laughs) Oh Man, we've had a good time tonight. Truly. Uh, We hope that you guys have... um, also enjoyed. I I know that you guys are gonna have some um some strong opinions and that's fine. That's fine. I don't think we've had an episode with stronger opinions than the Reba episode, oddly. Yeah. Like people had a lot of feelings about the songs that we left out on Reba. I mean and Alan Jackson. Yeah. But um but yeah, I think this one there's going to be several songs mentioned that we didn't cover tonight, you know? Yeah.
1: And y'all bring your, you know, you got strong opinions, bring them to the conversation. Let, let us know what your top tracks are. I want to, I we'll want to hear it w- to the list. Yeah. we'll add them on don't there. Care. Cause it's more bricks done that we all get to enjoy.
0: Yeah. On this ever growing Chattahoochee top tracks playlist on Spotify, which yeah. you can find. And, um, yeah, yeah, definitely let us know what we missed. What we, um, I mean, you can write us a strongly worded letter if you want. That's fine. Send us a DM, put in the comment section on any of the socials. But yeah, we want to know what you guys think.
1: Yeah, just keep in mind we also follow those uh, RD business hours
0: nine to five. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Not a minute before.
1: And if y'all haven't yet, you know, uh, take a minute while you're finishing up this episode or getting ready to listen to your next podcast or whatever else. Stop and leave us a review.
0: We would love it. Please and thanks. Yeah. I, I've heard that it does wonders for your show getting in front of more people. Yeah. If you have uh, more, you know, sterling reviews. Yep. And, um. yeah, yeah, please do that. Don't give us, like, a three-star rating. It's dumb. If you're going to give us a rating, give us five stars. Five stars, man. Or at least four or above. Don't give a three. <laughs> <laughs>
1: three. You might as well say you have no opinion on the show whatsoever. Yeah. You just,
0: yeah. You're like, like, did you listen to like three minutes and turn it off? Because you didn't accidentally, like, you accidentally clicked on the show, didn't yeah. mean to? I mean, you don't have to let us know about that. <laughs> the, there was a, uh, I didn't know that this had happened until much later. And I don't know if you saw it either. But um, we had a, um, just like a short little clip on... TikTok, I think it was Mm. a while back and saying, you know, follow us on socials or whatever. Find the new episode here is one of those. And uh, somebody had commented on it. Nah, I'll pass. (laughs) Did you see that? (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) Like imagine feeling strongly enough about that short, tiny snippet of a video to be like, no, I want to comment and let them know I'll pass.
1: You know what? I'm just. (laughs) I hope wherever that is they're doing okay because they're probably just working their way through the three stages of the bricks and done grief.
0: (laughs) Grief and trauma from B (laughs) and D. Like Caleb said earlier, if you have a a neon moon story that you would like to share with us, we would absolutely love to hear it. We'd
1: love to hear it. Love to share it with the community.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I guess lastly, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. I know this is, um, We've been we've been talking a while, so this, this is a long episode tonight. But um,
1: Bricks and Dunn merit such attention
0: to detail. It's true, it's true. Yeah, they deserve it. They deserve this, and yeah. and then some. You know, man,
1: I'm so hyped over this show. I feel like we should we should find something that one of us have, and you know, at some point this week, we should find something to give away or something.
0: Hey, maybe we will. Yeah, there's got it.
1: something. Yeah, I a few think things. That, yeah,
0: yeah. Just um, just keep sharing the show. Keep keep telling people about the show. And um yeah. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll we'll be seeing you guys over on um Instagram, on Facebook. We dro- dropping a lot of memes this week. Yeah. So uh yeah. We love y'all. We appreciate you. Thinking about you every day and night. Every day and night. Later guys. Hey, it's closing time, man. You ain't gotta go home, but you can't stay here.